Well, good evening. It's good to see you came back this evening, and I appreciate the prayer on my behalf, and the songs are wonderful, and it's been, it's been a very good day. Beautiful outside, and what more could we ask for? <clears throat> this is really my lucky day. It's really my lucky day. After you hear a sermon like these this morning, and you're, and you're following up with that, it's a pretty lucky day, I tell you. That was a great sermon. If you didn't hear that, you need to listen to it. But more importantly, I would use the YouTube because he had a lot of good visual aids and uh, really brought the message home. So that was a great, great lesson. <clears throat> but having said that, the title of my lesson is, lesson is Everything's Going to Be Okay. So everything's going to be all right, even though I can't match what Dee did this morning. He did a great job. So this world we live in, we hear a lot of phrases like, this world is going in the wrong direction. Um, it's a wicked world. Man, I'm, I'm glad my kids aren't small. I'd hate to be raising them in the world that's going on today. What is the world coming to? We hear a lot of those phrases. You may have said some of those phrases. But you know, a lot of these things that we hear about are things that we read about in the Bible. They're not new. They're not new. In the Bible, we read about <clears throat> murders, adultery, homosexuality, anger. We read about blasphemy, coveting, divisions. We read about envy, greed, lust, hatred, hypocrisy. We read about jealousy, stealing, lying, gossiping. And the list could go on and on of the things that are not what we're supposed to be doing. What the world is not supposed to be doing. We, these things have gone on since man first sinned. In Ecclesiastes uh, 1 and 9, <clears throat> Solomon said, That which has been is what will be, that which is done is what will be done, and there is nothing new under the sun. But we hear about these things more than we did. I think back when I was a teenager, and boy, that took a while, because that was a while ago to think back that far. But, you know, back then there wasn't a cell phone. There wasn't anything such as Facebook, there wasn't Instagram, there wasn't TikTok, there wasn't Twitter, and who knows whatever else there's out there that I don't even know about. Those things weren't around. Even the news media didn't go in depth and tell us a lot of things that we hear today. So we hear more things than maybe we did years ago, but things are happening now that happened back when the Bible was written. History repeats itself. Man has not learned yet how sin in, in their life can destroy them. It can destroy us. Satan is very convincing. He's very convincing. Many times man falls for these lies and, and continue to repeat what has been done in the past. People tend to forget the past, repeating mistakes as a result. This morning, 
if I think I'm, if I'm remembering right, <clears throat> in Coulter's prayer, he prayed that we'd learn from our mistakes. You think we would learn from our mistakes, but I can think of some mistakes I've made that unfortunately I've repeated again, knowing full well the consequences of that mistake, yet falling for Satan's lies and committing a sin that I shouldn't have done. In Genesis 5, chapter 6, verses 5-7, through 7, the Bible says this, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of his thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. Now, we won't read all this account, but we know through this, of course, that the flood came, that everyone on this earth was destroyed except Noah and his family. They were the only survivors. But even after that happened, sin is still here, isn't it? It still continues to separate men from God today. In um, Romans 12, verses 1 through 3, reads, I beseech you, brethren, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It says we do not need to be conformed to this world. Conforming just simply means that we are following the same pattern. So, for instance, um, in my job, every year in January... We have new goals that, that, that are set before us to achieve. That being, you know, we, we have a loan goal. We have uh, an account goal, how many accounts we're going to open for the year. And then how much we're going to have on deposit at the end of the year. And there's other ones, but those are three big ones that we go through. And... Sometimes we meet the goal, and sometimes we fall short of the goal. And if we fall short of the goal too many times, then you hear something from upper management like, if you're doing the same thing all the time, then you're going to get the same results. Which is very true. If we're not making the goal, then maybe we need to tweak something and do something a little bit different. And so in our life... We can't conform to the world. We've got to do something different. We can't, we can't fall for everything that Satan's got laid out for us. We have got to be, as it says, be transformed. We have to change how we're doing things. It all begins with, with studying God's Word. It begins by being around godly people. You know, the last three Sundays, not counting yesterday, but our last three Saturdays, rather, not counting yesterday, we had Brother Ian Jones here, and he was talking to us about study habits and those type of things. And something came up many times, and it's been mentioned by several other men that have spoken up here lately, and that is the word meditate. And we, it's a very good thing. I'm glad to hear it, and I need to hear it over and over again, but... 
I and you need to read the Scriptures, and we need to meditate on what they're saying. Uh, sometimes we can just kind of gloss over something. We can just read over this verse that I just got reading about con- not conforming and being transformed. We can read that. We've heard it, no telling how many times in our lifetime. And we can just kind of gloss over it and go on and not really think about, well, what is that telling me? What do I need to do? When life's uncertain, and there's a lot of uncertainty, we need to focus on the unchangeable truth, and that is God's Word and His character. You know, a lot of things change. A lot of things change. But one thing that we know is that God has never changed. God will never change. His Word will not change unless man takes His Word and, and you know, puts in his own meaning and his own thoughts and then it can change but the holy bible will not change we need to study it more proverbs 3 and 5 and following says trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths another scripture that we're very familiar with but we need to meditate on what that's saying You know, when we trust in the Lord with all our heart, that means that we're using all our our whole being in trusting in the Lord. That means we need to place all of our hope in God and no one else. Well, does that mean that if I trust in God with all my heart, and I read and I meditate and I do all these things, I'm not going to have any trouble There won't be any trouble in my life. It's all going to be rosy. No, we know that's not true. Uh, Because think about Jesus. Dee talked about this morning. Look at all the trouble that the Son of God went through prior prior to Him being uh, crucified. He was uh, ridiculed and laughed at and all those things. um, Mistreated. And then ultimately He died for us. And Jesus said himself in John 16, 33, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So Jesus himself told us, you're going to have some troubles. If you're living and doing what you should do, then you're going to have some some issues in life. You're going to have some trouble in life. So we all have this fork in the road, you know. What path are we going to take? Now, going back to my younger years before GPS was around, um, and I've heard it said, I never did like it, that, you know, it's hard for a man to ask for directions. He would rather just try to do it on his own. And I did that a few times, and... Uh, took the wrong path, unfortunately. Um, But nine times out of ten, if I don't have a guide and I come to a fork in the road, physically a fork in the road, I'll decide which path I'm going to take. But usually, it's the wrong path. I went the wrong road. We don't need to go down the wrong road. If we're trusting in God, if we're doing what He wants us to do, if we're meditating, we're doing all these things that we just talked about, we're never going to take the wrong path. It may not seem like the right path initially because, again, 
There might be persecution. There might be, you might be made fun of. Maybe people talk about you, whatever. But if you're taking the, the trusting in God, you're going to go down the right path. Well, having said all this, we come to the title of the lesson, Everything's Going to Be Okay. And everything's going to be okay because God sees everything that you're going through. He does. In Psalms 33, 18 and following, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear Him, on those who hope in His mercy, to deliver their souls from death and to keep, keep them alive in the famine. God's eye is on all men, but especially His eye is on those that fear and trust Him. Think about uh, son, last Sunday night's lesson that Stanley gave about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, you know, were about to get killed, burned in a fiery furnace, but they feared God, and they did what they were supposed to do, and things were okay. And it's the same with us. Initially, it may not look like it's going to be okay, but it will be. In Ecclesiastes 12, 13, in the ESV, it reads like this, The end of the matter, all has been heard. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Everything is going to be okay, because God cares about everything that you are going through. He really does. In Micah 7, 7, it reads, Therefore, I will look to the Lord... I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Micah saw no safety or comfort but in looking to the Lord and waiting on, on God, His salvation. He said, My God will hear me. I have said this before, but I want to say it again because I think it's very true. We hear many times when someone... There's a, there's a serious matter in their life, whether it be physical, uh, you know, uh, uh, physical health or a job thing or, or whatever it may be. And it doesn't turn out like we wanted. And people say, well, I prayed to God, but he didn't answer my prayer. And that's not true. That's a false saying. Because Dee said this morning, Jesus prayed let this cup pass from me. And God said, no. He did answer, but the answer was no. And just as you as parents know fully well, when your children ask you to do something, sometimes you do say yes, sometimes you do say no, and sometimes you say maybe. So God does answer prayer. So that's a false statement. Anytime someone says God did not answer my prayer, that is not true. He did answer it. Maybe not the way we wanted, but He will always answer our prayer. So Micah said, God will hear me. And He did, and He will hear us. Psalms 41, 40 and verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined to me and heard my cry. We've all had peaks and valleys in our life. If you haven't had the valley portion, which is not very much fun, you're going to have it before you leave this earth. I've had some valleys that were pretty deep. And I have cried out to the Lord. And you know what? He did answer my prayer. He did answer my prayer. 
And it wasn't always the yes, sometimes it was no. But he did answer. And when you look back at his answer, you understand why he answered the way he did. Everything's going to be okay because God has the power to change what you're going through. Jesus said in Matthew 7, verse 7 and 8, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Again, many times people say, well, God didn't answer my prayer, but He will. Uh, uh, one gentleman's commentary that I looked at, he, he kind of had a different take on this. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's wrong, I don't know if it's right, but I'm going to throw it out there just for you to think about. So he broke down the ask, he broke down the seek, he broke down the knock. And he, he said basically that asking is just like you... you you just ask one time. Whatever it is that you're praying about, you just ask once. Seeking would be a little bit more persistent. You would ask maybe a few more times. And then knocking would be more persistent, like asking again and again and again. And we read of different places in the Bible where people ask God many times for things. And there's nothing wrong with that. At the beginning of the service... Callum was talking about the uh, people on our PowerPoint, the, the, the ill, the sick. And yes, sometimes, you know, we kind of get, uh, we kind of see those names that have been on there for a while and we forget about that. But we need to pray for those people every day. It's important that we pray every day. Colossians 4 and 2 says, Continue earnestly in prayer. Be vigilant. Be vigilant in it with thanksgiving. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 16, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Pray without ceasing. You know, some people don't understand that. They say, well, I, I can't just pray all the time. I've got a job, I've got this, I've got that. Well, you know, we all know that's not what that's saying, but, you know, through the day you can pray. So I've had many, not many, but I have had some disgruntled customers come in my office not satisfied with something about their checking account. And I'll always just say a little prayer there to myself that I will say the right thing, that we'll get this taken care of, and uh, everybody will be happy when they leave. And I know God hears that uh, because, you know, sometimes people are very irate. You know, they're to the point where, you know, it's, you know, you could get punched out. So, that hasn't happened. But we do need to pray without ceasing. I recall when I was driving back and forth to Leveland when I moved here, some of my best prayer was driving down the road, going to work. I mean, I don't know why that seems odd, probably, that you'd think if I was in my closet at the house or in my basement or somewhere that my prayer would be, be a, a better prayer. But my best prayers... The best, uh, closest I felt to God was when I was driving down the road. And I didn't have my eyes shut, by the way. I had them open. But we can pray anywhere, anytime. And so that's what's wonderful. Because, you know, there's certain places in, in life 
where they, people say, we, we don't allow prayer anymore. But no one can keep you from praying. You can pray anytime, anywhere. And that's wonderful. Everything's going to be okay because God always acts out, acts out of His goodness to you. In Romans 8, 28, the Bible says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Sometimes this verse can be taken the wrong way. Um, that's why we should meditate on our verses. This verse is talking to those who are followers of Christ. It's not for someone who claims to believe in God and is living like the devil the rest of the week. Um, it's important that we live our lives fully for God. He's going to hear what we have to say in our petitions, but we need to do what He asks us to do. We can't expect to live an ungodly life after we leave this, these four walls the rest of the week and come back next Sunday and think everything's just going to be hunky-dory. We've got to do what God wants us to do. He'll help us if we're trusting in Him. You know, all things, all things may not be good in life, but God can and will use all things for good if we let Him. Everything's going to be okay because God's plan is always a better plan. You know, man's plan, it just doesn't work out sometimes. It's just not what it should be. In Jeremiah, another verse that's used, you see this on, on bumper stickers, on people's plaques at their house and their offices. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. Sometimes people think that, like I said, that reading this verse, everything's just going to be a bouquet of roses. But there's thorns on the roses. There's thorns on those roses. And sometimes it doesn't happen that way. But when we have trouble, when we have trouble on this earth, God is still going to be with us. He's still going to help us. He's got a plan out there for us. Um, you think about it. Like I said earlier, Jesus... God's only son, who came to earth as a man, had many troubles on the earth. But he survived, he died, he rose again, and he did it for you and me. God is still here, and he's going to bring us through whatever may come our way. A verse that really is comforting is Matthew 25 and 26, where Jesus himself said, Therefore... I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow or reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? What a good question at the end of that statement. Are you not more valuable than they? Think about that. I, I was thinking about those birds when we had all that snow the other day. Uh, where did they go? You know, where, what did they do? How did they survive all that cold weather? Uh, this morning, we have a bird bath outside our kitchen window, and the, 
it was frozen, of course. And this bird, it wasn't frozen very hard, but this bird, this blue jay came up there, and he pecked at that ice until he had a hole in that, in that water, and he got water out. God takes care of all these animals, and we have a soul, and he's, his son died for us. He cares about us. He is going to take care of us. Everything's going to be okay. And this is really an important one here. Everything's going to be okay because, listen to this, God will never stop loving you. He'll never stop loving you. Romans 8, 35, and then we'll skip down to 37 and 39, reads, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What a comforting thought. All these things could happen to us, but he's never, we're never going to be separated from God. All these physical things can happen to us, and Satan's going to tell us God doesn't care about us. He doesn't care. If, if he cared about you, he wouldn't let that kind of thing happen. But we can't fall for those lies. Those are nothing but lies. Nothing but lies. We can't fall for that. You know, one time I heard someone say, well, there's no, if God's a loving God, He would never send anybody to hell. And I agree with that. And the reason I agree with that is that's true. That's why we're still here right now. He's giving people opportunity to do what He's asked. Otherwise, He could just wipe us off the face of the earth a long time ago. He won't, he doesn't want anyone to go there. He's a loving God. He's given us a lot of time and chances. Everything's going to be okay because we need to put our trust in Jesus Christ and not look back. In 2 Timothy 1 and 12, it says, For this reason I also suffered these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded, and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. You know, Paul, he went through a lot, didn't he? I mean, he he was a persecutor at the beginning when his name was Saul. He persecuted Christians, but once he turned his life around, he was on the other side of the fence, so to speak, and he was in prison after prison, chains after chains. Beat, whipped, no telling what all that, that, that happened to Paul. And he said, that, hey, you know, I'm not ashamed of what I believe in. He's talking about committed to him until that day. You know, there's going to be a day when Christ comes again. And we need to be committed to Christ until that day happens. We may experience problems while living on earth, but if we're in Christ, our reward will be so wonderful, so wonderful that we can't even imagine the greatness of it. You see, I'm going to add something to this. Everything's going to be okay if, and if is a small word, but you know it has a lot of meaning. Everything's going to be okay if 
our name is written in the book of life. If our name's not written in the book of life, it's not going to be okay. But if our name is there, it's going to be wonderful. We don't have any idea, can't even imagine what heaven's going to be like. In 1 Corinthians 2, 9, But as is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. In this world, at the beginning, as I said, there's a lot of things we hear about. A lot of, a lot of bad things. But in this world of doom and gloom, everything's going to be okay if we do what God's asked us to do. We must hear the gospel. Romans 10 and 17. We must believe. Hebrews eleven six. We must confess Jesus as Lord. Matthew 10, 32. Romans 10, 9 through 10. We must repent of our past sins. And one that many people leave out and never should. Acts 2, 38. We must, we must be baptized. If we do these things and remain faithful, then everything will be okay. We need to focus less on the news media, less on social media, less on what people around us are saying, and more on God's unchanging truth. If we do these things, our life will be much happier and we'll be more content. We sang a song this morning. If you'll get your book out and turn over there, I wanted to look at that. It was a number 503. And we're going to look at the refrain there, 503. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand. But I know who holds tomorrow and I know who holds my hand. And that, if we truly believe that, and we should, everything's going to be okay. Perhaps uh, everything's not okay with you tonight. Perhaps you haven't done what God's asked you to do. Perhaps you've studied. You understand what God's asked you to do. This would be a good night to do it. Uh, we don't, we're not promised tomorrow. We're not, I'm not promised I'll step off this stage in the next few minutes. It'd be a good time to do that. Life's tough. No one, I didn't, this, never, nothing in here ever said it was easy that I said tonight. Sometimes we get caught up in Satan's lies. Sometimes we fall down. Sometimes we don't get back up. And uh, there's nothing wrong with asking for somebody to pray for you to help you get back on the track you need to be. And I know that uh, one of the elders would be more than happy to, to pray with you. And sometimes, you know, people are intimidated by coming forward. And I understand that. So get with someone after services or sometime as soon as you can. And you can do it in a private setting, whatever the case may be. But we want to offer that invitation to you. And if there would be any of, of either class, we'd ask you to come now as we stand and sing the song that's been selected.